1: And good afternoon, and welcome to Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me every day on Twitter. My handle is just my name, Chelsea Messenger. I'm pretty easy to find, especially if you spell my first name right: C H E L S A. It's not Chelsea. Chelsea. Uh, also, check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube. If you search Picks and Parlays, we're very easy to find. We're also the first thing that usually pops up so if you just want to do it that way instead of remembering an entire website uh... that's the easy way to do it we we stream live on facebook on twitter on youtube so if you want to watch instead of just listening so i know some of you guys a lot of you guys are listening to this on the radio but we do appreciate feedback on all of our social media platforms and if you use the the hashtag parlay radio we use some of your questions comments on air if they're relevant and if they're appropriate we've got a great show for you guys on this Wednesday afternoon we are talking Premier League soccer its opening weekend we've got some big matchups and the best games to bet on including the Premier clash between Manchester United and Chelsea those are two of the top teams in the league so that should be a fun one plus the preseason is finally here for NFL football. We were right on the money when it came to the under on that Hall of Fame game. We definitely picked that, so a little pat on our backs. Uh, we've got a full slate this weekend of games. It should be some fun ones. We'll see who plays. That's always a big factor when you bet these preseason games. And we talk a little strategy because uh when you bet preseason, it's a little different from the regular season. So we look at some of the factors uh, you should look at when betting some of these games. Plus we talk the fun stuff. Don't worry. We talk football in all forms and fashion. Uh, we talk all of the teams, what to look for and some of the things we might learn, uh, from some of these preseason games. Plus, you know that we've got our daily slate of baseball games. Lately, we've been on fire with some of these picks. So make sure and stay tuned for those. Like I said, a great show coming up after the break Premier League Soccer. Stick with us here on Picks and Parlays Radio. Bet, win, repeat. Picks and Parlays, back after the break. And we are back on Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. And check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. If you search Picks and Parlays, we're easy to find. You can follow along during the show, provide some feedback. We might use your questions on air. Right now, let's get to the opening weekend of Premier League Soccer. We've got Nick Geber here of Fifth Street Sports Soccer. Is that enough S's
2: for you? It's Fifth Street Soccer <laughs> on Sirius XM. It's all good, though.
1: Yep i got it out somehow or another yeah
2: well that's good chelsea but we have a huge this is it we've been waiting for it the greatest show on earth it's about to kick off the greatest show on earth brothers barnum and bailey bailey when you have the english premier league there's nothing better in the world of sport i know i'm speaking to an american audience but trust me on this check out NBC. you will be entertained for the next 38 matches
1: you should be their hype man
2: i should i should (laughs) maybe you could be the human beatbox
1: the human beatbox. What do you think? Uh, no. Okay. All
2: right. Well, let's. <laughs> That's start. a
1: negative from me. All right. So let's get to the games, starting with Liverpool and Norwich. What are your thoughts on this one? Right.
2: Well, look, Liverpool uh, were one point off of becoming champions last year. They are, They were champions of Europe, winning the um, winning the Champions League. Uh, they are a terrific team. They, they look awesome. Norwich, a newly promoted team, they did well in the Championship last year. This is a no-brainer, folks. Liverpool are going to win this game, but at minus like two or three thousand. Last time I looked, there's not, not a value, of value here. <laughs> However, the value is in the goal totals because right now this there is go- there are going to be goals galore in this game. Chelsea goals galore. Uh, Norwich conceded fifty-seven goals in the championship last season, and they scored nine, nearly ninety. So, which means they love to attack, right? And they concede goals well like you know they're going out of style right right and you so, said
1: they have a lot of good strikers or good well, good goals for.
2: you know liverpool are very very stingy defensively best mm. defense in the premier league probably the best defensive team in football globally right now um they're going to score a lot of goals so you've got to take the over on this it's uh, over three and a quarter is minus 101 that's a good bet folks i would take that i predict four nil for liverpool
1: well, and that's a much better value than oh, yeah, <laughs> playing yeah. $3,000 to <laughs> right. win $100 if yeah, you yeah, really want then, to be risky. And then you
2: never really know what happens with that. You know, they could get salmonella poisoning with the, with the team snack before the game. And that could really throw it all out of whack. <laughs> and you even
1: if, if they win, you only win 100 bucks if you put that much money down. Right. So
0: yeah, exactly. not a
1: value pick. All right. So not let's really. move on to Leicester and Wolves.
2: Right. Well, Leicester City, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Now, these two teams were the, quote, sort of best of the rest last year. The top six teams, Liverpool, City, Arsenal, United, Chelsea, and Tottenham, uh, those are considered the best six teams in the league. But then there's a sort of tranche of teams underneath, all of whom are pushing hard to get into the top six. You're looking at teams like West Ham United, teams like Everton, teams like Leicester, teams like Wolverhampton Wanderers. We've got a wonderful clash here at the King Power Stadium Leicester City against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Now, Leicester City last year, Chelsea had the tragedy of having their owner killed in a helicopter accident right there in the stadium after a game. He was getting chopped out and it crashed in the parking lot. As a Thai gentleman, I can't even begin to pronounce his name, but there was a great deal of grief. He's That family, the owners of this club, were right. wide in love by the city. So, Leicester City, Wolverhampton Wanderers, two really, really good teams. Now, the big news here, is Leicester City have just sold their England international defender Harry Maguire to Manchester United for a record-breaking 80 million pounds which is now makes him the most expensive defender in the world you have to ask yourself how is that going to affect Leicester defensively Uh, Harry Maguire was absolutely brilliant in stopping the aerial attack on set pieces for Leicester last year Uh, without him they're not going to have a chance to have him replaced by then by the way the transfer window closes tomorrow so it's all very well having eighty million but you know eighty million doesn't play It's just a bag of money and if right. you put it on the field and the <laughs> ball hits it, it makes it's a not going to score sound. any goals yeah, it it's not going to stop any it. goals right so you know who knows what they're going to do but either way I like Leicester City for this one Chelsea I like Leicester on the money line plus 175 last time I looked the Wolves were like plus two plus 250 but I like Leicester on this I think they're going to win this and I also like goals on this one I, I, the, it's two and a half and I say take the over but definitely take the money line, Leicester City, at the King Power.
1: And they are plus 175?
2: They are plus 175, yes.
1: All right. And moving on to the most exciting one, if you like top-tier talent, Manchester United and Chelsea going at it on Sunday. Yeah. Thoughts on this one? Well,
2: yeah. You know, it's it, it, in some respects, it's unfortunate that uh, week one, uh, we get a top-six clash like this. Because, unfortunate? Why? Well, yeah, because, okay... It takes these teams a few weeks to sort of bet in and get to their best because the gotcha. transfer window closes thursday you know we still don't know if paul pogba is going to be a man united player come sunday when this game is played oh gotcha uh, he may not be uh we know uh that they've made some other signings some great signings they've signed one one Bissaka. i mean they really man united have really um uh beefed up their defensive back line because they had a lot of trouble with that last year however Uh, The addition of what we talked about, Harry Maguire. Mm -hmm. Uh, We talked about, uh, they added Juan Bissaka. Uh, But Chelsea Football Club are on a transfer ban because there was certain naughtiness that went on in their (laughs) transfer dealings. So they were slapped with a two-transfer window ban by UEFA, and they are unable to sign any new players.
1: So they're not getting any better.
2: Well, and they got worse because Aiden Hazard, who really was the one-man show at Chelsea last year, is gone. He went to Real Madrid so you have to ask yourself and this is i speak to pundits every day Mm -hmm. because this is kind of what i do but everyone's saying oh chelsea this is going to be chelsea's match they're going to take it to united i'm like are you mad right are you mad chelsea had Chelsea won. Aiden Hazard team last year. He's gone. They haven't really brought anyone in. So what they're doing, Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Chelsea is trending downward. Yeah. Chelsea is is trending up. up. So let's get one thing straight.
2: Okay. I'll I'll get that straight. So so (laughs) what they're doing is they're recalling all their young kids that are out on loan with other clubs.
1: Okay. So they're going
2: to give, and a young American, Christian Pulisic, you're going to get to see him play too. Um, I, however have to take Manchester United at Old Trafford on the money line at plus 123 for this. I'm going to go with a 2-1 scoreline on this match. And, uh, oh, there we go. Al Ninos on uh, YouTube says, glory, glory, Man United. I hate those bastards. I really do. But they're going to win this game at plus 123. And the over 2.5, it's plus 101. You probably want to take that too because I think we're going to see muchos goles.
1: (laughs) So you're taking Manchester United. But you're not going to be rooting for them.
2: Oh, never. I never root for them. Oh, the massive.
1: Unless your go, money's no, there, never. I suppose, so you begrudgingly
2: yeah, root them. Yeah, but you know, you've got to bet with your head and not your heart, Chelsea.
1: Well, is that why you took Liverpool in the
2: No, the no, 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 I, I know. I, I said, because it was three to one, right? There were no, there right, were no odds on yeah. City. Uh, but I said, take Liverpool, but I think City's going to win. I and just actually, know
1: you're a Liverpool fan, so I have to yeah, give you some right. grief no, no, occasionally. Right.
2: Uh, but I will say this. Um, that game actually was a draw so all those picks are wrong because regulation was a draw which is plus 236 for the community shield but i didn't recommend that bet so if you have hate mail for me send it to chelsea instead okay
1: no send it to chelsea you
2: <laughs> <laughs> can always do that and their lovely owner roman abramovich
1: uh what else is going on in the world of soccer that we should take note are these the only three games or oh, just no, the best no. three games full
2: slate of matches this weekend friday's the opener that's <laughs> liverpool norwich then we've got a bunch of games this Saturday and then these big matches on Sunday. Uh, what to look for in the Premier League? Look, the transfer window is closing tomorrow. We will get a much firmer idea of where we are and what these teams are doing and what they're going to look like for the rest of so the season. So there's still, still the a lot
1: of movement. Is. Yeah, now, still yet to come.
2: Right. Now the window closes for the Premier League teams to buy players but it doesn't close in the rest of Europe. So teams can still, they can still sell players. Right. Uh, And you know, money talks, Chelsea, money, money talks. We can still (laughs) see big name teams, big name players leaving some of these teams and those players not being replaced. It'll take a few weeks for it to shake out.
1: Except for Chelsea, they're not getting anybody. Well, they're not (laughs)
2: getting anyone, no, and they have sold, which is a mistake, but okay.
1: Womp womp, poor Chelsea. Uh, these are just the best ones to bet, in your opinion? Yeah, these are the
2: best to bet. Um, look, betting really early in the Premier League season is a mondo crapshoot.
1: Well, it's like preseason football.
2: Yeah, because, again, these teams I would have, have not been solidified. For example, Liverpool, their big striker, Sadio Mane, he's been away at the African Cup of Nations. You know, I'm not even sure he's going to play on Sunday. Um, so you just don't know these early games. It takes a few weeks for it to... Uh, and there we go, El Nino, apparently is a big a Mo Salah fan. But look, just check the transfer market, bet with your heart, bet with your head not with your heart, you'll be okay.
1: All right, just to go over the picks real quick, Manchester United over Chelsea, Leicester over Wolves, and the over in Liverpool-Norwich, correct? That's it. All right, back after the break on Picks and Parlays Radio. And we're back on Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline of Broadcast Network. I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me every day on Twitter. My handle is Chelsea Messenger. Also, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, where where we stream this show live every weekday. Uh, Let's get to some baseball right now with Tony T. Always good insight from Tony. Uh, Let's start with the Padres and the Mariners. Uh, Joey Lucchese, Lucchese, I'd never say that right, uh, going for the Padres and Kikuchi for the Mariners, who has not been especially good. Uh, one in seven, 7.65 ERA over his last 12. So, what are you thinking on this Padres Mariners
0: matchup? Good afternoon, Chelsea. Yes, uh, the only five games here on the night card for Major League Baseball. This is one of the better bets I found on the card for tonight. And of course, uh, Padres and Mariners. We're going to look to go over the total of nine and a half runs, Chelsea, This is a a game here where we have two starters, two left-handed starters who are in poor form, backed by some really struggling bullpens. And the hitting lineups, well, they're hitting the ball well against left-handers, so everything seems to be uh, looking towards the over in this one. Uh, Looking at Lucchese here, the lefty, uh, not good form. His past 16 innings, giving up 11 runs with 10 walks. I don't like that. His strikeout rate's down this season. Looking at Kikuchi, you know, his first year in Major League Baseball, he played in Japan. He's been pounded 15 runs in his past three starts. Uh, eight homers he's given up, uh, tossing 15 innings. And uh, uh, that those, those numbers there do not look good for the starters, Chelsea. All
1: right, Tony, we've got to talk about something because the Mariners have almost been no hit twice in the past week alone. It has not been a good week for the Mariners lineup. So uh, tell me why you like the over for them. Do you see... Uh, just the fact that Kikuchi is going to get roughed up or how do you see this, this Mariners lineup producing any runs?
0: Well, they're hitting the ball. They're hitting against left-handers. That's one of the things I like they hit 278 gotcha. against left-handers. And when you do the math, they're averaging nearly six runs a game against lefties. And of course we've seen San Diego's bullpen struggle here We've that Sunday game was poor looking at their past five games their bullpen ERA over seven. Actually the Mariners bullpen as well struggle with an ERA over seven. Remember, the Mariners traded some productive arms in the, during the uh, training deadline, so their bullpen not as strong. And, of course, the Mariners are a pretty good hitting team, sitting seventh in all of Major League Baseball in, in home run hitting. So uh, I think this the matchups here favor the over.
1: I just – the only problem I have is just, like, I just don't like the Mariners lineup. Uh, they're dealing with a lot of injuries. D Gordon is, is out. Uh, Tim Beckham just suspended 80 games. And uh, Mitch Haniger is still out with a ruptured testicle. So things have not been good for the Mariners lately.
0: No, they have not been. And, of course, <laughs> when you bet the over, you're looking at offense from both sides. So we right. got, we also have the bat San Diego and, of course, the Mariners' bullpen. Uh, third worst in baseball, home run to fly ball rate approaching 18%. So uh, I think we'll get enough run production here from Seattle. Casey not in really good form right now. And as I said, when they see left-handed pitching, they hit the ball.
1: Right, and uh, to be fair, not to ride your case too hard, uh, what was the over-under? Nine and a
0: half? Nine and a half runs.
1: Uh, I think it might have hit last night. I'm not sure what the line was, but um, even though the Mariners were getting no hit until the seventh inning, they did manage to score three or four runs in the last two innings. So, I mean, I guess runs count where you have them anyway. So, I mean, yeah, and, they score and, some and
0: yeah, and they've been trending head-to-head. Now, these teams play each other every year. They don't really have any rivals uh, when they play interleague, so they play head-to-head a lot. They've gone over in 8 of 11, and the Padres have played over a total in six of their past eight games. And they also play the Dodgers really close, which
1: is surprising because you wouldn't see a team like a Padres competing with the Dodgers, but they're one of the teams that have actually hung with the Dodgers as of late, and that's, in a, that's a great team with a good uh, starting rotation and bullpen.
0: Yeah, they are. And uh, the one thing is, when you see a team 18 times a year, you start, you know, you see the same picture over and over. Yep. And we're going to get to that when we get into the next matchup because there's some crazy trends when uh, the Orioles and Yankees meet.
1: All right. So let's move right on. Uh, you are taking the over in the Padres Mariners game. Let's move on to the Yankees and Orioles. Uh,
0: what are your thoughts on this one? Well, thoughts here have been going over the total here. James Paxson. The left-hander has been pounded, again, poor form, allowing 16, 13 earned runs in his past six, uh, the past three starts, giving up six homers, only 13 innings pitched in that span. He did face the Orioles early in the year, and the Orioles hit him up for four runs and five in five and a third. Now, control this year has been an issue for Paxton. He's seen his walk rate jump up to 9%, and he's pitching to 39% hard contact. You got to keep an eye on, uh, with this live ball on those walk rates because when you put up base runners on, they're likely going to score now in this fly ball era. 17.5% home run to fly ball uh, uh, ratio right now. That's a curve high for, for uh, packs And, of course, John Means is coming off uh, the DL with uh, bicep soreness. So uh, he's struggled, too. 11 runs, uh, five homers in his past few starts. Only 15 innings logged in there. And another, another issue here uh, uh, for me favoring the over here is both teams are pounding the ball against left-handed pitching. Baltimore 307 and uh, the Yankees hitting 353. Against the lefties.
1: That's interesting that you say that about the the Orioles starter John Means, uh, because if you just look at the stats alone, he looks like one of their better pitchers. Eight and six with a three twelve ERA, and if he's won eight games with the Orioles, that means he's getting some kind of run support. Just because the Orioles are not a good team, so if you have a winning record as a starting pitcher for a terrible team, uh, you're either doing pretty well or you're getting some run support. Uh, but what you mentioned about him coming off the IL and some of his recency, that would be an issue.
0: Yeah, it would be. And of course, he's never faced that Yankees lineup before. First time starter, as we talked about, the Yankees just pounding the ball against lefties. And one thing to note here uh, is some crazy trends we talked about here. You know, uh, the Yankees have gone over in 14 of their past 17. Baltimore has gone over in 8 of 11. Get this one here. Head to head in their past 51 meetings, the overs cashed. 41 times. That's crazy. I mean,
1: especially (laughs) I will say if the Yankees are involved in any fashion, obviously the Yankees have a a great lineup that hits a lot of home runs. And plus Yankee stadium is very home run friendly. So I see that definitely. And I mean, the Orioles, I guess they score runs occasionally. And like you said, the over has been hitting. Uh, That's something I noticed when they look, when I looked at their schedule, there's been a lot of high scoring games or not necessarily high-scoring, but over 11 or 12 runs. Uh, what did you say the, the line was here, the over-under?
0: line here was only nine and a half runs, and of course the Orioles' bullpen about the worst in baseball. Home run to fly ball rate over 19%, their ERA at over six, second worst in baseball. We, the Yankees are a home run hating team, sitting second best in, the, in all of baseball. And also their bullpen is used up. Remember, the Yankees have struggled. Uh, with, with the start, with their starting rotation, getting quality starts. So they've used their bullpen, and it's a really heavily taxed bullpen here for New York. I'm a little worried about them to close the season.
1: All right, and our next matchup is the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. It is Jason Vargas uh, going against Gallen of the Diamondbacks. I believe he is relatively new, if I am not mistaken. I don't remember seeing his name. Oh, yeah, only 36 innings pitched. Uh, this season, with a 2.72 ERA, one and three, which means he's not getting a whole lot of run support. Uh, what do you think about this matchup?
0: Well, yeah, he wasn't getting much run support because he was pitching for the Miami Marlins and about the worst offense in the National League. That explains League. And he it. Was, <laughs> that explains it. And he was <laughs> traded over on the. He was traded the 31st uh, to Arizona for a prospect, which I think was uh, one of the biggest steals of, of, the, of the training deadline because Gallant was the best Marlins pitcher in the month of July and. And uh, one of the one of the top prospects there, but I guess uh, the Marlins looking for a shortstop. You know, Derek Jeter's their their manager, so they need to get a shortstop. I'm uh, sorry, their owner. Uh, so they need to find a they need to find a uh, a shortstop over there. At least he owns part of the team. But right. the right-hander and- we talked about is pitching really well uh, for for Miami for being traded.
1: Well, and he's only twenty-four, so yeah. they'll probably have control over him. Uh, for quite some time, he's not somebody like Zach Grinke, uh, where you're paying 20 to $30 million uh, for only a year. Le- I'm not sure how much is left on his contract, but bottom line, you're paying a lot for Zach Grinke, who actually didn't do that well. Uh, in his first start with the Astros last night, I think he gave up five runs, uh, which for him, not great. I know uh, Minute Maid is a hitter's park. It's really easy to give up home runs. Uh, but, yeah, what did you say you were taking on this bet?
0: I was taking here the uh, Arizona Divebacks are at minus 136. I really like them. Gallen, we talked about there, and uh, he's a strikeout pitcher, striking out over 28% of the batters he's faced, teams hitting only 191 against him. Now, Vargas, on the other hand, for Philadelphia, now he's kind of struggled with his control, eight walks in 18 innings. He has a 9.5% walk rate this season, and he's pitching the 38% hard contact, And one thing Arizona does really well, and that is hitting left-handers.
1: Right. It seems like Vargas hasn't been uh, that great since going over to the Phillies. I know they traded for him uh, from the Mets. And even on the Mets, he wasn't somebody who went a lot of innings. It seemed like he was usually a five-inning guy. He would do all right, five innings, three runs. Uh, something around that ballpark, but he's not somebody like Noah Syndergaard who would go seven or eight, you know. So the bullpen's definitely a factor in this one for the Phillies, I would say.
0: Oh, definitely. We saw the Phillies blow a game last night with that bullpen. And of course, they're in that wild guard hunt. And uh, over their past five games, bullpen ERA over six. And we look head to head here. Diamondbacks have won six of their past eight at home against the Phillies. And won 13 of 18 overall against Philadelphia, so they're trending here with Arizona. And yeah, you're right. Uh, the the Philadelphia Philly bullpen right now not good.
1: Yeah, and it seems like um, the Diamondbacks are quietly contending for a wild card spot, even though it seemed like they were sellers, which is a huge surprise to a lot of people. They're still winning a lot of ball games, uh, despite the fact that no one is kind of thinking that they're contenders. I don't think they're contenders for the World Series but uh when it comes to the wild guard they're still winning games
0: they are and remember they have luke weaver and taiwan walker who were a bit sidelined and du pontero is another pitcher who signed they have a lot of good pitchers that are not playing right now that are on the dl so when you look at the Granky deal you stretch it and said well was it worth it well you got three prospects from their top three of the top five prospects from houston right and you do have a lot of depth in your rotation when you look at the injured list for for arizona Right,
1: definitely a huge haul for Grinky on that one. Diamondbacks over Phillies, the over in the Orioles, Yankees, Mariners, and Padres games. Those are our picks. We're back after the break on Picks and Parlays.
3: Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right, call the
2: local.
1: And we are back on Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline a Broadcast and Network. I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can follow me on Twitter at Chelsea Messenger, is my handle. And also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. If you search Picks and Parlays, we are very easy to find. Usually the first thing that pops up. And also if you use the hashtag ParlayRadio, we might use your comment or your question on air if it's relevant and exciting and something we want to talk about. Something we want to talk about right now is NFL preseason football. Finally, a full slate of games. This weekend, we already had the Hall of Fame game, but now we've got the full slate, the whole nine yards this weekend. Uh, let's start with the Browns and the Redskins. The Browns are a team with a lot of hype entering the season. And right now, joining us is Craig Trapp to talk about Browns, Redskins. Let's talk about the odds, the line first.
4: I mean, this is an interesting matchup. Obviously, the Browns have got a lot of publicity. Uh, we've talked about them a lot already this season and if you've been listening to us here daily on our radio show, the Browns open this line at minus one and a half 35 and a half total. I see it in some places like 888 uh, they're in New Jersey at two and a half and I see even the total at 35 in some several of the Vegas places. so you got a little uh, you know movement here in the line but nothing crazy but uh, the Redskins obviously a lot of news with you draft a quarterback uh, Hoskins early. A lot of people looking forward to him, and I'm sure if you're a Redskin fan, hoping that changes the luck.
1: Who are their other quarterbacks on the Redskins for backups?
4: You know, Colt McCoy will be the the main, I I would say if you're handicapping this game, I always handicap top two quarterbacks, Mm -hmm. and I would say Hoskins and McCoy probably go two and a half, maybe even three quarters, and then, you know, from there, after that, to me, I always just consider every quarterback about the same.
1: Right. All right, we've got Dana Lane, excuse me, he's here with us too. Uh, I believe he's here with us. Oh, he is. All right, perfect. Dana Lane, thoughts on Browns and Redskins.
3: Well, I appreciate still being in the chair while you two get <laughs> the to sit chair next to each, each
4: other.
1: But
3: <laughs> uh, if you take any of the scrimmages for what it is, I mean, it's going to be a very sloppy game. Of course, both of these teams scrimmaged this week, and uh, by all accounts, it was it was incredibly st- sloppy. Um, So take from that what you will. I don't know if that necessarily is going to equate into what you're going to get in this game. But uh, you do have two coaches, which is one of the elements that I always use to handicap. You have two coaches for different reasons that are really trying to excite uh, their fan base. Of course, Jay Gruden, a guy that might be on the hot seat if the Redskins don't have a good season this year. I mean, uh, this is his sixth season. Uh, He has not uh, obviously produced what the Redskins had hoped them hope from from Jay Gruden uh, and this is really a year that he's going to have to put up or shut up I think he will be out if he doesn't produce uh, a quality football team and then on the other side of course Freddie Kitchens gets to prove to the Cleveland fan base that the hype is real and I think both of those coaches know have that kind of in mind going into the preseason where I, I tend to maybe look at unders uh, but when you have two coaches that have something to prove and keep in mind the Redskins' attendance is the worst in the National Football League. I think we're going to see a high-scoring game with both both coaches airing it out tonight.
1: So you're taking the over? I'm going to take the over
3: 35. Also keep in mind, Colt, Colt McCoy is not going to play tonight, which is even better for the over because he's a guy that, you know, he's going to be on the roster. You may see uh, much more of a running game with McCoy in the mm-hmm. lineup than you would uh, without, I think, without. I think the remaining guys, Case Keenan, uh, obviously Dwayne Haskins, who I think might be the starter later in the year, uh, they're going to air the ball out because both coaches want to see what they have.
1: All right, so Dana's taking the over. Craig, what are you taking?
4: Well, I kind of think this one, I, I like the Redskins in this one. I like home underdogs in the opening week of NFL preseason. I just think you have a lot to prove, like uh, Dana said, to your uh, fan base, and you, when you finish the year, what do I think they're one in five or one in six when Washington right. finished the year last year. I think you have a lot of things on uh, the plate for a coach that says, you know what? Maybe if we start off in the preseason with a win, I'll get a little of this off my back. So let's take, uh, let's call it two because I see that at the most places. Let's call it two with the Washington Redskins.
1: All right. So Craig's taking the Redskins, Dana is taking the over. Let's move on to our next game. It is the Falcons. And the Dolphins, the Falcons, have already played a preseason game in the Hall of Fame game where they played the Broncos and they won 14-10 in a low-scoring game that we definitely called here on picks and parlays for the under to hit. Craig, let's talk about the opening line on this game.
4: What do we got here? Miami opens here at 3.5, which... It isn't probably unheard of because after you play that Hall of Fame game, and this this one's extremely difficult for Atlanta. So it opened at 3.5, the total at 35.5. The total is pretty uh, much 35.5 everywhere I see. I do see a 4 at DraftKings in New Jersey. Um, if you like um, the uh, Falcons, you can get them at plus 4. But uh, you know, I think this is a, a pretty tough game because obviously not a whole lot of uh, players playing for Atlanta in this one.
1: Right. And Kurt Binkert is hurt. Something to consider for the Falcons. He was one of the quarterbacks that looked really good in that Hall of Fame game. He is on the IR, I believe. Uh, and Matt Schaub did not look so good in that first game. He looked like a noodle arm a little bit. <laughs> so uh, if you're taking the Falcons, that's something to consider. Uh, Dana, what are your thoughts on Falcons-Dolphins?
3: Yeah, in fact, Schwab was probably the The one quarterback that didn't look good. Everybody else was pretty (laughs) effective in that that (laughs) game. Uh, Probably again, I I think Schwab probably didn't think he was going to play that much. But you know, again, but still, he
1: didn't look good.
3: No, he didn't look that good. But (laughs) but again, you know, we have a talking to Craig earlier about you have a team that has a game under their belt. So in in all aspects. Uh, of football, whether it's week one of the regular season or week one versus week two in the preseason, the growth between week one and week two is always your your greatest. So I think that we'll see that uh, with Dan Quinn and the Atlanta Falcons. Dan Quinn's a guy that doesn't uh, you know he's, he doesn't produce a lot of overs in preseason, but I don't think he's very happy with what he saw last last week. And the other thing to consider when you're handicapping all of these games. Um, you know, you have a first year coach and Brian Flores, a guy that, yeah, you, you sit there and say, well, he wants to put in a new offense. He's trying different things. He's trying to, you know, put in his flavor into this team. But the one thing that we always kind of overlook is game management as well. And that's one thing that's that's on the coach. It's not on anybody else. And he's got to learn that as well. So this is the coach that's got a lot of things going on. And I just think I just think in this situation where you have a, a Falcons team that is going to be improved from week one to, to week two, and you also have a, a guy Brian Flores that, um, you know, it's got a lot of things going on. And I think he really wants to prove to, to the Miami fan base uh, that, uh, you know, he is the guy. I mean, Miami has been going through uh, coaches. They, absolutely need to have some stability there. right? And so the fact of the matter is, I think this game is going to go over to 35, 35 and a half. And on top of that, this is a Miami team that for a first time in a long time has a quarterback battle. And I like going over the total with teams that have a quarterback battle because the only way you're going to figure out whether or not who's going to be your second or third string is to throw the ball for the most part and I think you'll see that for 60 Minutes tonight.
1: Right, and Josh Rosen was a first-round pick. He's not some scrub. I mean, I know people like to say that when he was in Arizona, uh, but he had a terrible offensive line, and there was just no stability. They fired their head coach. So, I mean, there's still uh, a, a potential for Josh Rosen to be good. I believe uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is their backup, correct?
3: Well, I, I think Rosen is going to be I, – I, Fitzpatrick may start tonight but I don't think you'd trade for Rosen without the, uh, the thought process that he's going to be your number one quarterback. And again, I don't think there's that big of a drop off between one and two and three on in, in this roster. So you're going to have all of these guys throwing the ball downfield. And again, when we talk about handicapping, don't just, don't forget about that wide receiver cornerback matchup because a lot of these games, especially early on are just quick hitters uh, over the, over the middle of the field. Uh, but if you have uh, wide receivers that have the advantage over cornerbacks, and it's very difficult to know what kind of playing time that you're going to get between each. But if you think as a whole you have a definite uh, difference uh, in in your ability in your wide receivers' ability versus the cornerbacks, that's also good for the over as well because it's going to it's going to equate into a lot of big plays.
1: We'll also keep in mind that Julio Jones, the top receiver for the Falcons, is not playing. So his production is not going to be on the field, and obviously you don't have your best quarterback throwing to him. Uh, So that's something to consider. Uh, Craig, other thoughts on this one?
4: Very simple for me. I think Matt Ryan isn't going to play much, if at all. I think Matt Schaub was terrible in the first one. Banker, like you said, is hurt. I like uh, the quarterback battle in Miami. I think Fitzpatrick proved last year at points at Tampa Bay that he can he can carry the load. I think Rosen has something to prove. Let's take the Dolphins minus 3.5 in this one.
1: Right, and also something to consider, the Falcons uh, 0-8 in the last two seasons under Dan Quinn in the preseason game, so not sure how much he cares about them. Uh, moving on to the Chargers and the Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals, of course, not a great team last season, but... They have a lot of change. They have Kyler Murray, which uh, Cliff Kingsbury said he wasn't – he didn't want to tell us if Kyler was going to play tonight or tomorrow night, excuse me, or whatever, uh, Thursday night. Uh, but, yeah, so I think we see Kyler Murray, and that should be interesting. Craig, you think we see him?
4: I, I, the, line, the odds, I think, say that he plays. Uh, the, the, the line opened up at two, minus 2.5 uh, to the Chargers – I'm sorry, to Arizona – And the total at 36 and a half, we see that anywhere from minus two um, and the total as low as 35 and a half. But I, I, you know, I think there's a lot more to prove, obviously, for the Chargers than the, um, or I'm sorry, for Arizona than their Chargers.
1: Yeah, and they've got an offensive line situation that they need to remedy at some point because they need an insurance policy for Kyler Murray. They can't have their first overall pick going down in the preseason. And it'll be interesting to see him Uh, trying to work on that air raid offense, or the the elements of it at least, Uh, and Cliff Kingsbury, see if he can actually coach. Because, I mean, he got fired from his last job in college. So we'll see if the NFL is easier for him. Uh, Dana, thoughts on this one? Well,
3: I I expect Kyler Murray to play. I don't think there's any doubt he's going to play. How much he's going to play is obviously still up in the air. But uh, Kingsbury, Kingsbury did come out and say, he is going to play until I feel like he's comfortable enough with the offense that he can walk off the field and feel good about what he's done. So that must
1: have been when was that? That must have been the past couple days. Yeah, huh? a couple
3: of days ago. Oh, I
1: saw the press conference where Cliff Kingsbury talked about talking 40 and. Com- uh, turning for 40, excuse me, and complaining about it, but continue.
3: <laughs> well, so there's no quarterback battle there. So when there's no quarterback battle, I go the opposite. I tend to like the under. I mean, obviously Brett Hundley is not going to be, you know, the guy that you're going to hang your hat on. He's, even in this game, if he plays the bulk of the, of the game, uh, this is a guy that I still don't like his footwork. I still don't like uh, his ability to read defenses. I think he stares down his receivers way too much. So to me, this is not a guy, He's going to be a handoff guy because he's going to be a game manager. This is not a guy that's trying to win a battle. And then of course you have uh, Chad Canna from from Princeton coming in, and then Drew Anderson from Murray State. Both of these guys are, you know, it's going to be handoff city. We're not, we know who the starting quarterback is going to be in Arizona. So with that being said, Anthony Lynn on the other side uh, of the ball for San for San Diego, the head coach, he's got absolutely zero to prove. Tyrod Taylor has a a little bit out there, so I think he might throw the ball around a little bit, trying to to get some production, finding out what you have from him. But we know, based upon history, that Phillip Rivers is going to play 16 games. He's not going to get hurt. So I'm going to go under the 36-and-a-half.
1: All right, that is Dana's pick right now. Craig, tell us about this promo we've got going on for preseason picks.
4: Yeah, right now you can get all any expert you want, $149. Go over to picksandparlays.net, pick your favorite expert, and start winning for all the preseason.
1: Yeah, you're not a degenerate if you bet preseason football. No. We promise. And especially since we have good insight. We're not just making up things over here. Most of the time we do our research. So we're in line with the trends and how you should bet preseason games. Coming up after the break, we'll be back recapping All of our picks here on Picks and Parlays Radio. And we are back on Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I'm your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me every day here, 1 Pacific, 4 Eastern, on Picks and Parlays Radio. You can find me on Twitter, too. My handle is Chelsea Messenger. And also, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. We stream the show live every weekday. And don't worry, I'm getting to the picks. We're about to recap them all. Starting with Premier League soccer. It's opening weekend this weekend. And here it is. Nick Gieber, here are his picks. Liverpool and Norwich take the over. That's a lot of goals, three and a half, but we like it. Sunday, Leicester City, Wolves take Leicester Moneyline. And the over, we like as well, over two and a half goals in that one. And, of course, the big premier matchup, Manchester United and Chelsea take Manchester United on the money line. Moving on to NFL preseason picks. Our picks for this full slate of games this weekend. Redskins at Browns take the over. Falcons at Dolphins take the over. And Chargers at Cardinals, we like the under on that one and moving on to our baseball picks padres mariners we are taking the over to hit nine and a half runs that's the over under in that one we see a lot of runs happening in that one yankees at orioles we like the over a lot of overs today we're rooting for a lot of offense nine and a half runs is the over under on that one And finally, Phillies at Diamondbacks. We are taking the Diamondbacks at minus 136 to win that one. So those are your picks. We're here every weekday, 1 Pacific, for Eastern, here on Picks and Parlays Radio. Check us out on picksandparlays.net for all of our picks. Until tomorrow, we'll see you then. Picks and Parlays Radio. Thanks for joining us.